Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice, and this is episode 255. Man, been a couple weeks, I think. Got a lot of fights to talk about. Uh, a couple of movies, um, nothing too much, a lot of fights. So I'll get through the, the movies um, before I get some of this random news out of here. Uh, first and foremost, I have to shout out my wife because she has completely finished nursing school. And that was a hell of a journey. Oh, my Lord, was it a hell of a journey. Um, so she has her official pinning tomorrow. We're having a party at her sister's house to celebrate this weekend. And she just got to take that last final exam, which um, nobody nobody believes she'll have any issues with that. So, uh, yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah, kids, plug your ears. She asked me, I just started my vacation. She said, what do you want to do on your vacation? I said, I want to have sex with a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stoked. Um, speaking of sex, uh, anybody follow at Adam 22 and, uh, the lean of the plug, um, marketing scheme. Cause I don't believe it's real drama at all. Um, fucking, I see L Brooke and I follow L Brooke a lot. Cause she's, uh, she's one of those influencer boxers who seem to be taking it pretty seriously, but now I don't know anymore. I'm not sure. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if it's just, they're just that good with their marketing. What? I don't know what's going on. But I saw her uh, posting some shit that clearly seemed like some uh, some clickbait talking about Adam. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And sure as shit, Adam22 is uh, got Lena the Plug and L. Brooke. They got a video coming soon. I don't know if they did a podcast or I don't know what they do normally, but they're always sitting on a couch talking to people. And I think that's how he gets them to ease up before he fucks them. <laughs> that's what I'm pretty sure his whole... His whole um, uh, just his, his, his game. I don't know what, what I'd call it. His, his, uh, forte. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Cause I was like, Oh man, like now they're intertwining. So who knows? We'll probably see like Adam 22 versus, uh, somebody else in a boxing match here in the future. And maybe Lena, the plug will step in the ring. We'll see. Um, I was watching a uh, Bo nickel from the UFC <laughs> talking uh, about how he, he would absolutely wreck a full grown chimpanzee, um, and, uh, Brian Callen had a response for him and they're having this little back and forth to a point. It was making me laugh my ass off to a point where Bo Nickel had uh, challenged Brian Callen to come to like a 40 by 40 foot room. And he said that he wouldn't be able to last 10 seconds with Bo and one of his buddies in there. And I don't know if they're going to make it happen or not, but all that stuff just makes me laugh. Cause, um, Brian Callen is hilarious to me. Uh, hip hop recently celebrated their 50th birthday. Um, I think it's weird that hip hop has a birthday. I, I don't think I ever knew that until this year. One of my guys hit me up and was talking about a show they were putting on. I'm actually not even sure how that went down. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of things kind of went over my head with all the fires going on. And, uh, um, yeah, I didn't, didn't do anything to celebrate it at all. In fact, I think I, I was playing my pop album that I released. So <laughs> aside from that, um, I love uh, I love the hip hop still going strong. It fucking saved my life. 
Um, it has done wonders for so many people, and it's it's got to be the most popular form of music going on anymore. So um, I had uh, I realized on my last episode I did, I was talking so much about the Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fight, I completely spaced even giving Amanda Serrano um her uh, her props for her dominated domination <laughs> that's what i'll call it her domination uh victory she had over uh, hardy but hardy is tough as shit i couldn't believe she couldn't finish her she took a lot of punishment that night and it was uh so bad to the point where her her corner in the back you know they're just kind of praising her for surviving and not not being finished you know that's kind of like the giveaway um but before i get into all the recent fights that i watched i will i will dive into a few movies I only watched a couple. I've been playing, so I, I played Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I think I put like 60 or 70 hours into it. This was my second time around. And I finally decided to take a break. It was scaring my <laughs> my eight-year-old. She said it's a scary game. Um, so I started playing GTA Five again. I haven't played that in so many years, and I'm having a blast. But I forgot how you like really can't get into that game with your kids around i was like oh shit like or i didn't realize maybe i don't know maybe i don't remember how long it ago how long ago it was that i played it the first time but yeah it's like i can't dive too much into certain missions because you don't know where you're going to end up you don't know who, you, who you're going to be fucking if you're going to end up in a strip club um what's going on so i kind of just have to drive my cars around until it's safe to do missions but i'm having a blast i'm gonna probably redo red dead redemption 2 again too um yeah, just kind of having fun diving into the video games again, especially those storyline ones. My wife's been playing The Last of Us 2, and that shit looks dope, so I'll probably give that a try. I was watching this trailer for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game, but I don't know anybody who's played it yet, but that kind of got me interested because I like, I like those scary vibes, storylines, and of course that's based on a scary movie, so I think it'd be pretty cool, but uh, we'll see. Aside from that, I went to go see a mystery movie with my cousin, um, Retribution. And anybody who saw my follows me on Instagram uh, knows how I feel about this one. This movie was so bad. So it's starring Liam Neeson, and I think it just came out in the theaters today. Um, but uh, oh my God. Like, so my cousin and me, we've gone to a couple of these now together, and I've gone with. Uh, uh, another buddy of mine who I work with a couple times, usually I go by myself. So, but this time my cousin, uh, we were trying to figure out what it was. When we got to the theater, we both told each other, like, I think, I think it's the Liam Neeson movie. I was like, yeah, I think so too. And we were right. It started and we were pretty stoked. You know, um, I, I've talked about Liam Neeson on this show before about how I'm just sick and tired of him trying to play these action roles because he just, he's not believable in it anymore and retribution he he's not an action hero he is not um kicking people's ass he i don't believe he fires a gun one time throughout the entirety of the movie um it is um seriously one of the worst movies i've seen in years it is so bad there were multiple issues with i my biggest issue was of course the act the story is really not that bad the story's not terrible. The idea, the concept behind it, it's the editing and the way they told the story. The writing is garbage. The acting is terrible. Probably the best actor in the film was the young girl who plays his daughter. She's probably the best one on screen by far. Everybody else is terrible. But my biggest issue is when movies get completed, they don't. you don't just stop filming and release it. People have to edit that shit. 
people have to make it flow properly and make sure everything matches up, all these different elements to it. Whoever edited this film and said it's good to go needs to get their ass kicked. They need to get their ass kicked severely bad and never be allowed to touch film again. Because if you're at this level, you should not be making these big of mistakes. There were some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Horrible, horrible mistakes in the editing. And um, hopefully, hopefully they were able to catch it and fix it before it officially released today. I doubt it because I'm imagining they sent the film out already. And that's why we got to see it a couple weeks early. But um, it sucked. Even with those editing fixes, the acting still sucked. The story still, uh, not the story, but the writing still sucked. The way they told the story was dumb as hell. Um, Liam Neeson, you got to figure out another pathway. You're wasting what talent you have left on these garbage ass roles. Nobody believes you can kick anybody's ass anymore. You don't got to do that, but this, this was a terrible decision. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my breakdown on retribution. Uh, I gave it a two out of five. My cousin gave it a 2.5 out of five. Uh, then I watched a documentary called the deepest breath on Netflix. Um, it caught my eye originally because it was a 24, uh, production and that every time someone says a24 I get immediately br- uh, drawn in now um, so this is all a this was a trip so I don't usually rate documentaries but I did rate it a 3.5 out of five but it really grabbed my attention it's pretty long it's almost two hours long and it is about these people that uh, free dive in the ocean and uh, how dangerous it is and their passion behind it and for me and my nincompoop kind of mind it's like why the fuck would anybody do this but i feel that way about a lot of things and of course it's all about just what drives you in life what what makes your heart beat what makes you wake up in the morning what do you care about what means the world to you and for these people it is it is free diving it is diving in the ocean seeing how long you could hold your breath how far down can you go and they find this um Cove is probably not the right term for it. Apologies, I'm not an expert in this, but they find this area, this part of the ocean that is extremely dangerous because you go in between um, like two underground rock pathways that like it's a narrow dive, it looks like, so you can get trapped under there pretty easily if you don't come straight up with the rope that guides you. And, you know, people die doing this shit and they still, they, it drives them to go do, they pass out. They have people um, waiting in the water to pull you back up in case you pass out on your way up. Cause it's once you reach a certain point, like apparently the current starts pushing, um, pushing against you. Uh, or maybe it sucks you in. Sorry. Yeah. So that's what it was. So that's why they said it's more dangerous on your way back up most of the time. So, and I was just thinking, I was like, man, the amount of skill and discipline you have to have and understanding of yourself and trust in yourself to do this kind of task, um, cause you're, you're diving down and they're going hundred plus meters d- deep into the ocean in this spot. But when you're going down, apparently when you hit a certain point, it'll start to pull you down. So of course you're thinking, oh, that's helping. It's going to help. But on your way back up, it's, it's, you're fighting against a current that's trying to suck you back down. And so that's their second half of the job, right? They're coming up and they're still holding their breath and they got to get back up to the surface now and watching it. Um, some beautiful visuals. Um, it's, uh, it's uh, different languages throughout cause people from different countries, there's some English of course, but, um, you got a, somebody from Italy, somebody else from Ireland, which they still speak English. Um, 
a lot of lot of different areas. I, I want to say somebody was from Russia. I can't remember exactly, but um, so you got a lot of different um, cultures involved, but it, they all are brought together by this passion. And I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it, but it is long. I watched it in two different segments just when I was going to bed, but that's on Netflix now, The Deepest, uh, the deepest Breath. Um, let's see. I checked out... Gosh, yeah. Let's, so I, I started to check out the Pope's Exorcist. I'm not going to rate it and get too far into it now because I was I was a little lit and tired, and I was just I thought it sucked so bad from what I was watching, but I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I didn't finish it, so I'll, I'll probably finish it up sometime this week and give it a real review. And then I started to watch this show called The Chosen One on Netflix, and uh, I don't think I'm going to pursue that anymore. I think I got about a quarter way, maybe halfway through the first episode, and that shit's just corny as fuck. Not my cup of tea. Um, I went to go see Strays. This one I'm pretty excited about. So uh, if you follow me on IG, my my big takeaway was it's, it's like I suggest you go see this movie if you enjoyed Homeward Bound. And Step Brothers, that's the best combination I can give you for the recipe of what this movie is and what you're in for. It was, uh, you. I saw this preview, I swear, a hundred times over the last few months. And every time I saw it, I got more and more excited to see it because I knew it was getting closer. So when it came out, I knew I was going to enjoy it. I knew it was going to be awesome, but I knew it was going to be corny at some point and over the top. There are some majorly over the top moments in this movie. But it is fucking hilarious. So Will Ferrell is, stars as Reggie. He's a dog. And Jamie Foxx stars as Bug. He's a dog. And and Reggie, essentially, when you, when I watch this preview all the time, it's showing Reggie, you know, Will Ferrell uh, narrating the story and how his owner, Doug, he loves him so much and he feels like his owner loves him so much. But Doug is talking shit, telling him to fuck off, all this stuff the whole time. And so every time I was watching the preview, I'm like, why does this douchebag even have a dog? And luckily, they answer that question for you in the first five minutes of the movie. Right away, you're just like, oh, okay, that's why Doug is a douchebag. And that's why he has a dog. And it's all about Reggie getting lost um, or stranded and becoming a stray and meeting Bug, played by Jamie Foxx, or voiced over by Jamie Foxx. And he's kind of teaching them the way of the streets and how being a stray is like. And, and as they're making Reggie realize that Doug does not care about him and he's an asshole, Reggie's like, I need to go find him and bite his dick off. And their whole journey is trying to get Reggie back to Doug so he can bite his dick off. <laughs> it, it, is, it is hilarious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I cried from laughing so hard at, at one point. I uh, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I needed that good laugh. I think a lot of us need that kind of good laugh, but it's a, it's a raunchy comedy. There was a family in there that brought their, their little man in to watch it, and uh, they were in there for like 30 minutes with me before the movie started, so I heard them all talking. They seemed like the kind of cool family that they weren't probably too shocked about the language and content, but I caution parents, if your kids are not exposed to that kind of language and sexual content verbally of things, watch it first. Don't take your kids right away because it could be deceiving thinking uh, it's a kid movie. It is far from a kid movie, but strays in theaters now, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, and then I went to go see, I went to see back-to-back movies that day. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. Oh, excuse me. So I went to go see The Last Voyage of the Demeter, um, and it's uh, The Legend of Dracula is Born. That's the the headline of it all, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. I gave it a four out of eight, or a four out of five, four out of eight, a four out of five. Um, 
in this movie, my my big takeaways was <laughs> there's three moments, one in the beginning and two towards the end where it is just too damn much Titanic vibes. And it really bothers me because there's no way in hell that this movie should be um, giving you Titanic vibes. And I, I'll dive into them now because it's not going to spoil anything. But in the beginning, you have this card game um, next to where the ships are being loaded and docked. And it's all about the concept of a guy trying to get on the ship, just like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, how he won the game and he got the ticket. Um, in this game, the ticket wasn't on the line, but it's the same vibe. And then later on, there's a scene where a man and a woman are um, floating in the ocean on a broken piece of the ship um, trying to survive and make it through the night to get, to get to shore and get rescued, whatever it may be. And yeah, that's very much just like Titanic as we remember Rose and um, what was his name? Jack Rose and Jack floating on the door. And then they had a, uh, what was that last one? Fuck. I don't remember what it was. There was one more scene where I was just like, this is too Titanic. Drive me fucking crazy. All right, I won't, I won't get into it right now. Um, oh, he's drawing a fucking picture of the girl. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Same fucking thing. Um, except she ain't naked. So it wasn't as cool, but yeah. So anyways, to get, to get into the reality of this movie, um, you got these guys who are loading up the ship the transport and as they're transporting they lose one of the crew members because right away he knows something's wrong he sees a dragon emblem symbol on one of the the uh, crates that they're loading and he's like that's a bad omen and they don't listen of course because you know they, they want to make some money they're getting paid and so they end up realizing they they are stuck on this ship with something and it appears to be dracula and he is just feeding off of everybody on the ship it was creepy um, it just had all the elements that I look for in a horror film. If you're interested in horror, Dracula, or um, the just just basic ship or over cross crossing not cross country, but you know like over the sea tales like shit like that. This was a cool fucking movie. Last uh, Voyage of the Demeter, um, and they broke some they broke some movie rules, which I was uh, pleased with. Some things that kind of make you go, "Oh, you're not supposed to do that in movies," but they did it, and it worked because it made it more creepy. I, I love when they do things like that. Um, that's in theaters now. Go check that shit out if you like the creepy ones. Uh, luckily, it, it was not dark out. I, all I kept thinking when it finished, I was like, "God, I hope it's not dark out yet," because that's just gonna make it feel even creepier. You know, whenever you go see a scary movie and you leave the theater and it's dark outside, it just kind of carries on that energy <laughs> but it wasn't what i got out and that's it that's fucking it i started watching heart of stone did i not talk about that yet i did an ig breakdown of it because i thought it was so fucking dumb um just terrible but heart of stones on netflix now gal got it i love you you're amazing but this was not it um you were great in it you looked wonderful you kicked ass the action scenes are cool but the movie is garbage I'm pretty stoked for a couple movies coming out. Um, gosh, what what's today? So they come out tomorrow. Um, Vacation Friends 2 coming out on Hulu. Stoked for that. And you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Um, starring Adam Sandler and a lot of his uh, his own personal family is in that film too. Coming out on Netflix tomorrow. Stoked for those. And I'm going to see the Blue Beetle in theaters tomorrow. So I'm super stoked about that as well. Uh, all right. That's it. For the movie lovers, if you came for the movies, that's it. I'll uh, get back with some more, I'm sure, throughout my vacation. I'm going to be recording an album. 
Um, or not an album, sorry. <laughs> I'm not, not thinking about an album right now, but I'm going to go record some music Monday with my guy Moses Beats. Um, just kind of um, finish up some songs. I got a couple features from my guy Z and a couple features from my guy Zodiac that I just haven't done anything with, so I'm finally going to finish those up. I got some uh, some cool beats that my guy Onwan made for me. Might work on some of those. Just trying to get back into the flow of things, but I'll probably just work on some singles. Not going to work on an album right now. And then other than that, TV, I'm watching Winning Time on HBO Max. Watch, excuse me, watching The Shy Season 6 on Showtime. Watching Special Ops Lioness on Paramount Plus. Reservation Dogs, Hulu FX. I finished Swagger Season 2. Gave that an 83% as a whole for the season. The finale had me tearing up for real like a baby. It was a great show. Ended perfectly. Um, they could either they could either leave it alone or they can revive for another se- season when the strike is over. Um, they left it perfectly. So just really well done. I really enjoyed that season. Uh, all right. Let's get into some fights. Let's get into some fights. We have so many to talk about. Um, where do I want to begin? So we watched the, the ESPN card. That had uh, Navarrete and Oscar Valdez. That was an absolute war. Fucking uh, Torres. He, um, I think he opened up that car and he got the first round finish. Just dominated. Looked great. Um, Delgado. He ended up getting the decision on his fight. And then the main event, Navarrete. Just um, holy shit. He looked phenomenal. He threw over a thousand punches in that fight. He got the uh, unanimous decision over Oscar Valdez. Valdez is just a tough son of a bitch, man. That guy never once stopped fighting. He just he was never he's never afraid to get punched. But man, he got hit a lot, and his face was swole. His eye, his right eye, just couldn't even close. I believe it was his right. It just wouldn't even close or wouldn't open. It was just completely swole shut by the time it ended. Um, then that's what's trying to see what's next for Navarrete. Uh, I, there's a lot of talks, but I'm so sick of getting into some of the talks because they don't ever play out like they're supposed to. Um, let's see. I didn't even see if Derek Kasora won. I'd assume he did because um, I, I remember hearing him say something like he's not retiring. He wants to keep – I think he said he wants to like four more so he can get uh, 50 or 60 total pro fights and I can't remember what it was and then Anthony Joshua knocked out Robert Hellenius and round seven I believe it was um, not quite the fashion that Deontay Wilder was able to do it but he got it done which makes it more exciting to see Wilder and AJ in December or January so um, Anthony Joshua he looked like he took a nice little beating himself his face did not look great um, and it, thank God he landed that knockout because it was it was dangerously looking like Conor McGregor and Ebony Bridges were gonna be still on the whole highlight reel of the the fucking um, that card because they're in the crowd and uh, Conor's promoting his Irish Stout drink and Ebony Bridges one of the girls he paid to promote it that night and they're in the crowd he's got his arm around her this is the second time they've done this they're they're going out with that um, but speaking of Conor McGregor. He um he claims he has a three fight plan and it is to fight Michael Chandler, which I already heard is not happening in December, like or November or December that they were originally planning it. So that sucks. He said he wanted to fight Justin Gaethje for the BMF title, and then he wanted to do the Nate Diaz trilogy. Um, so we'll see. Um, I just yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with it now. Oh yeah, so Kasora got the unanimous decision over Washington. That's what happened with that one. 
Um, but yeah, Ebony Bridges, I, I love her. I just think she's great. She's an incredible fighter, but she's also great at marketing. And she's just uh, always on talking shit to all the people on Twitter because she's like, bring it on. She's like, you guys are making us, you're making my name more famous. Um, she knows what she's doing. She gets it and she's killing it. Oh, let's see. Yeah, so he's almost 40 years old, over 40 fights. So he must want 50. I'm talking about Kasora. Oh, so he, someone mentioned he should fight the winner of Zhang and Joy, Joe Joyce, uh, two winner. That wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that. Atlas, um, thinks Kasora should just retire and enjoy his spoils. That's what he was saying. And then, uh, let's see. What did we watch? We had a UFC fight night. Um, Vicente Luque and Rafael Dos Anjos. They were the main headline on that one. Oh, that was a fun card. We had a six out of the seven prelims with first round finishes. It was absolutely epic. I, I actually missed the first fight, but I saw Killer Miller lost by stoppage. Um, Blackshear with the first round submission win. Um, Amorim absolutely dominated Ruiz. Uh, Buddy with the first round submission, Dolgarian, uh, he got the first round TKO. Uh, I believe that made him six and zero with six round, six first round finishes. So that was dope. Um, see who he gets next, but that's somebody to watch. Uh, our guy Terrence McKinney stepped in on short notice to fight Mike Breeden. Uh, T Rex got a much needed first round finish, TKO finish. So that was awesome. Uh, McGee, he had a first round KO, showed great discipline. Uh, he could have laid some more punishment on that dude, but he, uh, um, he recognized buys was, was done and he stepped back. So that was nice to see. And then the main card kicked off with a, a bit of a boring showdown between Pickett and Fremd. Fremd, uh, got the victory after it goes the full three rounds. Um, it was the first full night fight, full fight of the night, which was just kind of a lame way to kick it off. But, um, another slow fight after that. Dobson got the victory after three rounds. Uh, Viana and Lucindo attempt to, um, you know, they, they attempt to bring the uh, the card back to life. Lucinda got the uh, submission in the sa the second round, and then uh, Khalil Roundtree came in and just fucking got a vicious finish in round one, officially bringing the prelim energy back to that card. Um, but yeah, just straight left that dropped Dacus and and some ground and pound to finish. Uh, Roundtree's a dangerous man. He's strong, man. Uh, Cub Swanson pulled the victory off. I, I didn't expect that through the fight, but that's the way the judges saw it. Um, and then uh, Dos Anjos versus uh, Vicente Luque for the main um, was just extremely boring for me. Uh, but I knew it was going to be. I mean, before they were promoting that um, RDA has 34 fights and over eight hours of time in the octagon with the UFC, and that's just a way of saying this guy likes to fight the distance because that's averaging over 14 minutes per fight in his UFC career. So uh, Luke ended up getting the decision, matched up well against each other, just boring for me, nothing too exciting. And then we had uh, the Showtime card that was on. So we had... Uh, Jose uh, Benavidez, David Benavidez's brother, who um, starred in Creed Three, if y'all remember that, but he was on the prelims. Um, he uh, got the victory via stoppage in between rounds. The corner called it. I actually missed that fight. Uh, my first time was trying to watch the prelims on YouTube, and I was late to the party. Uh, then uh, Maestre gets the TKO stoppage in round two, just uh, teeing off on Marshall. Ropes were uh, holding him up. Um, until he finally fell and uh, the ref waved it off. Uh, Gary Russell got the first round finish, just body shots killed Cruz. And then uh, Rodriguez versus Lopez for the main event. Rodriguez landed some knockdowns and uh, claimed the belt with a unanimous decision. Some other boxing news, um, a girl, Alicia Baumgartner, she got a 
uh, positive. Her test came back positive for two banned substances, which was uh, crazy. A lot of people were talking about they're not surprised because of how she looked, but she made a statement saying that, um, you know, she stands by, she's clean, she would never take anything. And a test that she took the most recent towards the fight was clean, but the one before that was dirty, so she's challenging it, something like that. But it always sucks when that happens because you never truly know uh, what the truth is. And, um, yeah, it just sucks. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no no clue at all. But that, that just ruined some things right when she was at, um, like, really peaking off with some uh, great attention and getting some great fights developed. She's uh, she's she's wonderful to watch. And then let's see. We had uh, UFC 292. This was a fun card. Um, so Katana, he won the Ultimate Fighter. This uh, two-time Two-time winner, first ever two-time winner on that. Um, Hollabaugh, he won the, his his weight clash for the Ultimate Fighter. I picked both of them. Uh, Rodriguez absolutely dominated his fight. Um, Weidman got destroyed. I picked him to win. He really fucked off my picks. But, um, God, he, he got his ass whooped after taking all that or uh, taking that time off to heal, but he was talking all that shit about being disrespected for being put on the prelims, and then that's how he performed. It was just sad. Dana suggests he retires. There's not a good return, and I I hope he does retire. He says he's going to be back. Nobody wants to see it, man. That was not impressive. You just need to figure out something else. That was terrible. Uh, Cheeto Vera pulls off, out, off the win over Munoz. Close fight, in my opinion. Um, it was a little boring. They matched up well with each other, but it wasn't very exciting. Um, Blackshear, who just fought the week prior, came back already. Seven-day turnaround. Um, he got a loss to Batista after fighting you know, just, just last week, so it sucked. So I picked him. I thought that, that would have been dope, but uh, he, he, he didn't pull that one off. Um, Neil Magny, fuck, man. I picked Gary in this one. Uh, but I like Neil Magny. I just I thought Gary was going to be a little too much for him. But Magny got absolutely destroyed by Ian Gary. And although it, it seemed less impressive for me that Gary couldn't pull off the finish because he had Magny hurt early in the first round and just whooping his ass throughout, but he couldn't finish him. So that was it made his victory a little less impressive to me. But Ian Gary says he wants uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson next. I think that would be a solid matchup. Um, Neil Magny and him are exchanging some words and Gary says that Magny's a piece of shit he was talking about that but there's a wonderful still shot of uh, Ian Gary turning around like a little high school girl or an angry girlfriend flipping off her man <laughs> just flipping Neil Magny off as he's walking away uh, well he's Zhang dismantled Lamos um, but she couldn't finish her either shows how tough Lamos is because man she was taking a beating throughout there she had no answer for Zhang I think she locked in like two submission attempts but she just had nothing on her at all Zhang dominator and then the fucking mind-blowing moment for me because I I wanted Sugar Sean O'Malley to win I did I just didn't think he had a chance I thought Sterling was gonna wrap him up easily and just own him nope Sugar Sean pulls out the victory he fucking landed that fucking right hand, and there's a lot of discussion about if it was an early stoppage or not because um, the ref waved it off. You know, for me, I think I think I would have liked to see it go a few more seconds to see what, what Sterling was doing. Sterling didn't look hurt after he was taking the ground and pound shots. He, he looked like he got hurt when he got dropped, of course, but throughout those other shots... O'Malley wasn't landing a whole lot of damaging, clean, clean shots. And it looked like to me, Sterling was turning to pop back up 
And that's when the ref waved it off when he turned over. But it looked like he was turning over with intent to pop back up. And, of course, that's what Sterling says he was doing. But Sterling didn't um, have any animosity. He he was very humble on that loss, said that, you know, that's the way it goes. And I really loved how Sterling um, immediately took back, you know, jumping up to the next weight division because he said if, if Sean O'Malley can catch him like that, and drop him, Lord only knows what Volkanovsky would do to him. So very smart man. He's thinking about it. I don't um, I don't know if we'll see that rematch next. Um, Sean thinks he's going to be able to pull whatever name out of the hat he wants to. Everybody wants a piece of him now. Henry Cejudo wants a piece. Uh, Cheeto Vera wants a piece. Uh, we'll see what happens because it could be Sean's division now, but it could be one of those times where the belt kind of flows back and forth. Uh, just never really know what's going to happen with, with these uh, smaller guys. Well, that's really all I got right now. We got some fights coming up this weekend. Uh, movies I'm excited about. I already talked about. We got where is it? So we there we go. Nico Ali Walsh fighting tomorrow on ESPN Plus. Stoked for that. Jared Anderson, big baby, he's coming back as the main event for ESPN tomorrow. Stoked for that. This isn't tomorrow, is it? Oh man, fucking Alexander Usyk fights Du Bois tomorrow. Um, I don't even know what that's on. Hmm. I don't see anything for the promotion. Weird. I don't even know where they're fighting. Tar Tarsinski Arena and Rawclaw. Fuck, I don't even know where that is. All right, well, um, U6 fighting tomorrow as well. And that's September, that's October, so we don't need to get into those yet. All right, well, yeah, we got some cool fights tomorrow, and I believe, let me look this up, actually, because I know there's got to be a UFC card on tomorrow. So UFC to, oh, fuck, starting in a few hours probably. Um, so Max Holloway's fighting the Korean Zombie in the main event uh, tomorrow, but the main event kicks off at like 5 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Anthony Spit, Smith and Brian Spann, that should be a pretty good fight. Fucking Alex Osiris is fighting on there. Man, I'm definitely not going to watch this live, though. Fuck no. I'll watch the replay. Sorry, that's crazy. Where are they fighting at? They gotta be fighting in uh gotta be fighting in Asia, right? That's fuck, I don't know. I won't dive too much into it right now. But that should be fun. Max Holloway um and Korean Zombie always put on a great show. Ryan Spann and Anthony Smith, I think that'll be a, a good one as well. I'm gonna go ahead and rock with Max Holloway and Ryan Spann on that one. Um uh, but yeah, that's it, man. A lot of lot to catch up on, but less than forty minutes we did it. Um I'll I'm sure I'll hit you guys pretty soon again. I got Two and a half weeks of vacation off work. I'm fucking stoked. I'm um, trying to just see how long I can go without drinking alcohol right now. I, I drank a bunch of whiskey last weekend, and my I just felt like it stole my soul the next day. Like, it wasn't like a regular hangover. It just felt like I felt empty inside. I felt like it just sucked. I don't even know how to explain it. And I was like, I don't. I don't want to do anything to make this feeling keep happening. It's, it's starting to feel like poison that's just slowly killing my brain and my body. So, um, this cracking up on the weed, <laughs> THC levels can go up. Um, that shit's been working wonders. Um, and, and yeah, I'll keep y'all posted on it, but yes, again, I'll conclude as I started shout out to my wife, finished uh, nursing school. She'll officially be a nurse as soon as she takes that test and yeah, our life's going to change in a beautiful way. I'm stoked for that. I'm proud of us. All right. I uh, love you, babe. And everybody else, thank you for listening. I'll see y'all next time.